0: Welcome. This is Yoli, 98.5 FM. Of course, it's time for development update. I am Oladayo. Ugumba wale. You'd remember President Donald Trump calling the virus Chinese virus or China virus, but it didn't become a major issue until 2020. When the World Health Organization officially designated it a pandemic, the world was not going to be the same again. COVID-19 is still here; it's not gone yet. We're still struggling with the issues aroused by this pandemic. And yes, it's still killing people. People were contracting it day and night. The pictures from India, especially. clearly shows COVID-19 is not a joke. In Africa, sub-Saharan Africa, Nigeria precisely, we seem to have something working for us. Because if we were to go by the postulations from organizations like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, probably by now would have dead bodies sprawling here and there on the streets. But that didn't come to pass. COVID-19 came, lockdown here, lockdown there. People left. A lot of companies had to go out of businesses, families were shattered, domestic violence shot up. Some lives never returned to the way they were. So today, we'll be looking at the after effects of COVID-19 on our lives. The second leg of the vaccination process in Nigeria is ongoing as we speak. People are receiving their second jab. Oh, you didn't even get this first jab, right? Don't worry. But those who got the first dose are getting the second dose. So today I have someone in the studio who will talk from the scientific angle. I do not have the right words to present this. How has Oyo State fared? And the vaccination process is here with data to help us out. What do we need to know? And of course, I have, I'm glad it's a woman that will be doing this to help out with the family hand. Mm. Husband that had to spend three months at home with the wife. They've never probably had that long to stay together. And then the discovered brother, Mr. Osband. Love punching bags. (laughs) Okay. So without much ado, um, I'm going to introduce my guests and we'll go straight to what we have for today. I will start with the scientists. Um, I remember the man in charge of um, COVID-19 and the the likes in the U.S., Anthony Fauci. You know. Um, the former president really they were not too much on the same page Mm -hmm. but this is our own Fauci on the program today Um, it's a pleasure to have
1: in the studio Paul Adepod. thank you very much for having me I'm glad to be here
0: okay Uh, I I might need you to okay good Uh, I'm sure people want to hear your voice again
1: oh yeah Uh, thank you very much for having me I'm really happy
0: to be here okay thank you and I also have in the studio and Mrs. Olua Tony Ajay B. She's with the Barnabas Mission. Thank you for coming.
2: Thank you very much. Good
0: evening, everyone. Okay. We're here. Now let, let me throw this to Paul Adequ, you a scientist and health journalist. He's got words in nearly every major scientific journal across the world. So if I start reading his profile, we might not leave here today do need to i know it's okay you thank you. My research <laughs> and, um, i know you are that good and you know your job let's start with all your state, uh, and i won't bother with how COVID 19 started and all that but the question is this was there a drill are we are we in any way expectant or prepared for such a pandemic uh, as a state
1: uh yeah thank you very much um I would say um, oil states or any other state was better prepared uh, mm. because uh, no country uh, was uh, expecting COVID 19. Okay. It met us on our way. Even the US mm. government mm. Uh, was mm. unaware. And um, so when you look at, uh, it was the same question I was asking myself, whether uh, we were able to, how did we perform uh, uh, every time I look at the data. And mm. uh, as we were doing the introduction, I was checking the latest figures. Mm. And uh, so far as that today, uh, official data available on the NCDC platform showed, um, our state only had uh, less than 7,000 confirmed cases. Okay. And um, so far so good. Now, officially, we only have just two persons that are actively infected in our state. Um, We had, uh, our state had 124 deaths uh, resulting from COVID-19 and uh, nearly 6 Thousand seven hundred and thirty-one persons are fully recovered, and um, so yes, even though we had one of the highest number of cases in Nigeria, um, we are still able to see that we are getting over the worst part of the pandemic.
0: So let, let's let's just move straight to vaccination. Let, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the vaccination process. Um, Earlier in the year, Nigeria received about 3 million four million doses of the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine. I um, just it got. Our own portion. There, there was this hiatus um, between receiving the vaccine and um, actually giving it to people. The uh, state wanted to do some. Uh, you are <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, a test, please.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, yes, uh, uh, that issue was uh, when, uh, after receiving doses of the vaccine uh, from the federal government—a vaccine that had already been tested—the uh, um, state government now decided it wanted to test for sterility. Sterility. It was a sterility test test to confirm that. Please uh, explain. Okay, sterility simply means uh, there is no contamination. Uh, There is no contamination. And uh, everybody, uh, it took, Oyo State was the second to the last state in Nigeria to start. COVID-19 vaccination. The last state was Kogi state. Mm. Uh, so yeah. it, it was something that uh, we in the science committee were enthusiastic about what was happening. Mm. So when this happened, I discussed with uh, Professor Iwale Tomari, who has Nigeria's uh, COVID-19 uh, response. And he said, um, this was... Uh, perceived to be many people in the science community believe maybe the government was reluctant uh, did not fully trust the vaccine mm-hmm. and because we always there are, we have uh, yellow fever vaccines okay. that people receive daily uh, almost every week polio vaccines we are not doing sterility we did not do sterility for those ones mm-hmm. but the ones that we believe that this is a new vaccine we mm-hmm. became suspicious mm-hmm. And um, but it was really good that eventually uh, the vaccination exercise was allowed to start on the state
0: Okay, so that that was what happened. That yes, meeting.
1: that was I a. a what
0: news coming from Europe as at that time was not favorable to Oxford AstraZeneca.
1: Well, uh, it depends on how you look at the news. Okay. Uh, for instance, um, uh, you have a even uh, there, there was a place somebody you have a higher chance of the uh, an airplane crashing on your head. Oh than you having a side effect from the vaccine. Wow. For instance, if you've vaccinated like uh 15 million persons mm. and just four or two persons had side effects, mm-hmm. the risk factor is extremely low. True. You have a higher chance of dying from road accident Coming than from dying from, <laughs> than dying from. But okay. people started nitpicking uh, picking out those isolated cases. Mm-hmm. And When this happened, I began to now look at the risk factors associated with most of the vaccines that we are collect that we are receiving routinely. There is no drug, only paracetamol that we use. There is a risk factor associated with it. It's only when the benefit outweighs the risk that is when the world thinks it's okay for you to go ahead and take it.
0: Well, I I would like us to quickly wrap up on the vaccination process, but uh, is there? Publicity stated target plan in terms of engagement and reach for the vaccination process. Are you aware of any target? I know the US uh, government has this target that we're going to be vaccinating this number within the non- hundred days and all that. And I think they they even went beyond the target.
1: Oh yes, uh, for Nigeria and several other African countries, mm. our options are very very limited. Wow. Um, to um maybe like around two months ago, okay. uh, we had a briefing with the director of the Africa CDC and is announcement was that for the continent, they were looking at vaccinating up to 60% of Africans by the middle of next year. That was if the initial supply chain uh, were sustained. For instance, but uh, unfortunately, the pandemic in india that you mentioned compelled the government of india to suspend the shipping of covid-19 vaccines to any country wow. and african countries fully rely on that is a major mm. source of vaccine so our vaccination plan had already been shifted so wow. new vaccine doses are not coming really uh, leading to the need to uh, talk about another vaccination development plan and that's something that is very very good that is happening in south africa because the johnson and johnson vaccine uh they were able to enter a deal with south african government, such mm-hmm. that a facility in South Africa will start producing those vaccines locally. Mm-hmm. And vaccination production is expected to start at this vaccine site in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. So that is when we are expected to start seeing new shipments of vaccine doses. And um, it's actually been a clarion call. It's actually been an eye opening experience mm-hmm. for Africa to stop fully depending on the rest of the world. And mm-hmm. uh, there was something I said, out of, if Africa is, re- is needs like 100 vaccines uh, every year, 100% vaccines it's only 10 percent less than 10 percent of vaccines that africa needs is produced locally in africa wow. so 90 percent of our vaccines are supplied by the rest of the world we now find ourselves in the middle of the pandemic mm. where everybody needs these vaccine. so uh, national vaccine nationalism now mm. comes in where countries are ensuring that their own citizens gets these vaccine doses first
0: let's quickly talk about logistics um mm. i think nigeria is one of the best the logistics when it comes my opinion here, oh,
1: oh okay okay trend, i wanted you yeah. to
0: learn <laughs> when it comes to you know vaccination really yellow fever polio that we've been able to reach i mean do we have the same story when it comes to vaccination? I mean,
1: COVID-19 vaccination? Ah, you know what is the difference between COVID-19 vaccine and other vaccines is that uh, COVID-19 vaccine, if I would talk some science jargon, is an mRNA vaccine. mRNA, uh, mRNA is, a, is a ribonucleic acid that is not stable. I remember when I was doing, I handled the RNA for my PhD work and I had to transport the sample to the Gambia. Then I knew what I had to put in ice packs, everything, hmm. everything ultra-cold. So it requires, for it to be stable, it has to be at sub-zero temperature. Now, unfortunately, uh, the first set of vaccine, COVID-19 vaccines that were available, like the Moderna vaccine that the U.S. government did not share with the rest of the world, or the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, or the Pfizer vaccine that only, only Rwanda could actually administer in Africa, uh, they require these minus 14. Hmm. And unfortunately, uh, these cold chains, even though the Nigerian primary health care development agency said, these co-chains are available, but at the last mile, people mm-hmm. that are going to take it to where they will be administered, mm-hmm. those small coolers cannot uh, sustain that. But for the previous vaccines like the yellow fever vaccines, the vaccines are largely stable at the actually four degrees, we can still mm-hmm. put those ones in coolers. So that was a major shortcoming for this. But the good thing is that newer vaccines as they are emerging, as the world is licensing, as the WHO is approving newer vaccines, those vaccines are able to be, some of them are stable at room temperature. And that is where I see Africa quickly catching up. Mm. When we have more vaccines that can be stable at room temperature, they can put it in a cooler and still be able to administer them to people. And this issue we are discussing is one of the shortcomings where many people are actually still reluctant to get the vaccine. They will will tell you that, yes, we know the vaccines are good. We know the vaccines are good. But but we cannot really mm. be sure that Mm. they are careful Safe in the same state that they ought to be until this gets to the last person. So,
0: please talk about apathy. I mean, people are afraid <laughs> of taking this vaccine. Someone sent me a message, it said, Those who take it to die in three years. I said, Come <laughs> I on. Where did you get all this? Someone even looked at me and said, You got a first job. Let's see. Don't take You know, I, I mean, please speak to this. Unfortunately,
1: you know, um, when we talk about uh, vaccine hesitancy, uh, that is the terminology to okay. talk about people being reluctant to accept the vaccine. The first thing that we have to understand is that this is an entirely new disease. It mm. caught the world by surprise, mm. so we are shocked. We are already, uh, we are already apprehensive about it. Then we have some. I call these people messengers of fake news. Mm. People that have very strong platforms. Mm that are aggressively, only God knows why they are doing that, <laughs> they are discouraging their followers to accept these vaccines. Mm. Uh, when you have religious leaders that are saying that don't collect this thing, it's going to do you like this. Somebody, a vaccine that is not new, that you've not even collected before. So people don't want to disobey their spiritual leaders. Then we also have the political sentiments. Mm. Uh, we have um, we have a look at uh, that was brought to the fore by the what you mentioned in your opening, month, uh, the situation with President Trump. Exactly. And Anthony Fauci. So, people that are pro-Trump will be reluctant to collect the vaccine. It's still present in the present day U.S. House of Reps. We have still have some rep members that are still saying that they don't want the vaccine. So, we are looking at this. But to our level here in Nigeria, I think uh, there is this misunderstanding about how vaccines work. Mm. People forget that vaccines really do not mean that they are not going to be infected. But the goal of the vaccine is to ensure that even if you are infected, you are not going to have a severe disease or you are not mm. going to die from the disease. Mm. So, which means is, a, is, a not, is an additional protection layer mm. that protects you uh, against dying. And the more information we are able to enlighten our, our mm. people, and the more these people are taking these vaccines and they are enlightened, they are going to know that that is really the benefit outweighs the risk.
0: That's why you're here, uh, inform people the more. We'll go on a break. When we're back, we'll look at the family hand. Stay with us. It's development update and I am Oladayo Ogumbo. You're listening to Oluoli 98.5 FM. We'll be listening to a scientist, a world-class scientist and uh, talking to us about COVID-19, the vaccination process. We focused on our state and uh, just before we went on break, he made an attempt to help demystify the mysteries out there about receiving the vaccine. Uh, he's a scientist, um, an academic to a lecturer, and of course, he's a health journalist. Thank you for still staying with us. You're here. <laughs> so, you want to quickly, before I move to the family angle I'm going to bring in Mrs. Ulua Tonya JB any moment from now. But I want you to talk about, you know, uh, use this opportunity to help encourage people. Some took the first job. Between the first job and this second set, they have been discouraged. Mm-hmm. Can you help speak to it and encourage people out
2: there
1: to be 19, but um, you are 19 or not? President Joe Biden going naturally to take ice cream. Mm-hmm. You cannot be absolutely sure that it protects you, protect, mm-hmm. you. You've been vaccinated against measles. You've been vaccinated against several mm-hmm. other diseases. So this, you just see this vaccine as one of those vaccines that you need to protect yourself against disease. Forget all those misinformation, all these distractions, mm-hmm. all those essays. These are What's professionally up? developed mm-hmm. researchers. The same companies that produce the drugs that you use daily. Mm. The same companies that produce the vaccines that you use to protect your children. They are the ones that have been producing this. thing. So anybody that is saying something contrary, tell that person to present what he or she has done in the area of vaccine. You will see that they are going to keep their mouth shut. So I will encourage you to please obtain this vaccine. Get vaccinated. Protect yourself so that you can be very confident that uh, you have something that protects you against COVID-19. Thank
0: you so much. That was Paul Adepodou. Scientist an else journalist i'll come to mrs olua toyajigbe she is with the banabas mission how much would you say the COVID 19 pandemic affected families
2: um okay um one that is very glaring is the financial aspect mm. we all know that it's affected the economy of nations and um so people there was job loss mm. And um, that led to some form of aggression when you lose, especially for a man. Do you understand when, mm. when they say when a man, when you see a man cranky and all this, because <laughs> mm. there is no, no money, money in, in the, the pocket. pocket. So there was job loss, and um, mm. and of course it came with the fact that there was lockdown. They had to be at home. Mm. A man that doesn't have money would even want to go out to mm. hustle, but now you don't have a job. You have to be at home, and so emotions also was on the increase. And of course when you're emotional, whatever kind of emotional anger, tension, whatever it is, you tend to let it out on the person next to you. Mm. And that's your spouse, mm. most likely. And then the children. Mm. So there was a lot of tension in the home. Mm. Um, we handle it in different ways. Okay. For some it led to depression, for some it led to some um, thoughts, not pleasant, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, a lot of crisis on the increase in the home, at the home front.
0: So, uh, let's quickly focus on this. We know COVID-19, I mean, it was supposed to be outside. (laughs) COVID-19 was supposed to be on the streets or in the public place. Uh, So, what are these, the factors that led to this, I mean, uh, moral decadence all of a sudden in the homes?
2: Moral decadence, what exactly now?
0: Uh, now? In some places, you just mentioned the husband, you know, Wife battery and all that. Men taking it out on their wives, sometimes on their children, and in some places domestic violence increased. You know, heard of men raping their children. You know, and, and all that. So, are, are there other things that are, could affect a man other than because they said there's COVID-19 out there or because he didn't have a job? Are there things that could make people, you know, behave in that particular manner?
2: You know, I um, I I won't say this proverb in Yoruba but I'll try to interpret there's this saying that um, when you're drunk Hmm. it's what is inside of you that comes out Okay. so um, some of those things had been there Mm. low key Mm. maybe an angry man but he comes home weekends He's not always at home, mm. so you don't really see that so other side of him.
0: reach that.: Yes. Point.
2: And then you know, he's at his best when he's around. Mm. He has missed his family, daddy-daddy, um, my darling and all that. But now he's fully at home. There is no hiding place. Mm. They see him as he is. And so um, the wife too, can't contain it. She's beginning to wonder, "Is this the man I married?" Mm. Or it could be the other way around. Um, he's wondering, "Is this the woman I married?" Mm. And then tension is rising gradually. And they are stuck together. It's not like I can go to a friend to discuss my issues, except maybe on the phone or something. So um, some of those things had been there. And then change. Mm. Not naturally, humans find it difficult to adjust to change. And this change was not a pleasant one. And then it was sudden. If you prepared for... Marry, marriage in itself is challenging. They probably had some challenges they were battling with. Mm. Now other things came in. Job loss came in, emotions were on the increase, anger and so many ways ways in which it was being vented out. So it led to some, um, like you rightly said, there was increase in domestic violence. Someone who had never raised his hand began to do that. Angry, he can't lay hands on it. He could even feel sorry after doing it, but he couldn't help it. So many, many of those things had been there low key, but only coming to the fore because of the sudden through.
0: Now, at the Barnabas Mission, uh,
2: is there a way you help people
0: who probably are going through issues in families? Sure. Relationships.
2: Sure. Uh, The Barnabas Mission, uh, well, who we are, we are a couple and family counseling outfit. Mm. And then family wellness and parenting, those are our cores. Mm. I'll repeat that, couple and family counseling, family wellness and parenting. Mm. Now, the counseling aspects, many of our services are free. So you walk in, we also go out, but we have walk-in sessions. You walk in, you don't pay anything. Mm. And of course you have a place, we've had a case before where somebody walked in, and before she could even say anything, she burst into tears. Obviously she had pent-up emotions. Mm. She had never found a place to let it out. She probably Mm. was guarding. Do I tell my friend? Do I tell my parents do I mm. tell my siblings well now she found a neutral ground okay. where she could walk into and let it all out mm. so it's not so much of we, we don't yes we like I said it's it, there is a the free counseling where you're walking and okay. you let it all out uh, we don't um, tell you do this do that we just sometimes when you um, say like they say a problem shared is half solved. just by letting it out you feel relieved mm. then whatever counsel we may also be given will probably resonate with what you already knew. Mm. We are not giving you solutions per se, we only want you to look inside. Now that you are a little better, mm. the, probi- the solution is probably, li- probably lies inside of you. Mm. But you couldn't see properly because you were emotional, crying, frustrated. Mm. But now you, you feel better, you've talked, and then we can walk through it together to get to a, a good resolution. Mm. So we have um, our counseling sessions uh, we have webinars i mean i think COVID 19 brought that also a lot of people were used to seminars exactly. but now we had to go on the net cool. we had webinars where we usually we have during the um pandemic we had a lot of webinars mm. different topics um strengthen family ties um ro- navigation through roles and marriage those are just a few of the topics we treated okay. so there and then we also relate with um all of our clients that all of those that have ever come in contact with us we have a forum we have a whatsapp forum we have um um e-newsletter mailchimp we send so we are like a family the moment you have a contact with us you are like a family and then you can always get updates okay. you can always interact something is on your mind you just drop it on the page and then you have a family to share it with mm. that you feel comfortable with
0: you know i was going to ask you um uh, people some might not be comfortable walking into your office to come talk physically Right. I mean, you want to elaborate about other means by which, maybe most likely electronic means by which they can reach you?
2: Yes, COVID-19 did that good thing. Hmm. We, we, we restricted it before now to physical counseling, Okay. at least for the first contact we needed to meet with you and know who you are, hmm. and then we could follow up through some other means. But now we okay. do online counseling, we do um, telephone counseling, okay. In recent times, we've um, counseled people using WhatsApp, Zoom. Mm. So you don't have to be physically present in Ibadan because uh, we have a center here. We also have a center in Lagos and Portacourt. Porta okay. But you don't have to be physically present in those places. It's not a restriction. Now we do online counseling. Mm. All right. I'll
0: open the phone lines now before I go back to the scientists. And um, Mrs. Oluatonya J. is here. Uh, should you want to contribute or you have a question? for any of the two of them. Here's the line you can use. 080-55-00-9850. I'll take that again. 080-55-00-9850. Still have Paul Adepojo, scientist and health journalist in the studio with me and of course uh, Mrs. Oluwatoi Adjiebi of the Banabas Mission right here in the studio. Um, we're streaming live on Facebook. Uh, should you prefer Facebook live stream, you can join us, facebook.com forward slash Oluyoli 98.5 FM. facebook.com forward slash Oluyoli 98.5 FM. And, of course, the phone line, 80 5-0. Paul Adepodu is still here. Uh, so I'm going to be jumping back to the scientist right now. Deploying OSINT. Oh, there's a caller here. Okay, we lost it. Do well to call back. I'll pick your call. Uh, deploying OSINT, that's open source uh, investigation. I discovered that here in Oyo State, um, aside from the fears of, oh, the Oxford as is used there and that the fear of different strains and most recently the Indian strain you know uh, struck some shall I call it wisdom <laughs> into some people's <laughs> head you want to talk about these strains okay okay oh.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I think many people is good to be able to break down what strain means. Mm. Uh, how do I look? How do I explain this? Okay, let me use the analogy of bread. Okay. Uh, let's say um, you have bread, so there are different breads in Ibadan, mm-hmm. I don't want to mention names. Uh, and there's <laughs> reasons why you would say say bread is particularly, maybe a bread is dry, one is soft, one is oily, uh, even though they are all bread. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to say is that different strains of a virus okay. are still the same virus, mm-hmm. but they have deviations, slight differences. Mm-hmm. And the accumulation of uh, whether a treatment will be effective for a drug or not, for mm-hmm. a particular particular. particular strain or not, is determined by how much difference Is that virus having? And this is actually the reason why it is very, very important for Nigeria to quickly accelerate its rate of vaccination so that we because as the virus spreads across communities, uh, the chance of it can it's there is a process that we call mutation in which it acquires deviation. Errors happen in its genetic component that results in the creation of variants of the virus, even though it's still the same virus. So the only way for us to do this now, deviation can be maybe it is now able to be to int- to lead to more severe diseases. Yeah. Uh, the, very, the impact of the variation may be, may be new current, new treatments may be insensitive yeah. or the drug available may not be able to cure that particular treatment. So the best way for us to deal with it is that as long as this virus is in our community to continue to spread, mutation will continue to happen yeah. and our best chance is to quickly accelerate the rate of vaccination and protect our people against so, whether whichever the strain is coming from, whether mm-hmm. it's in India, whether it's in Nigeria, whether it's from the UK, mm-hmm. it just means that it's slightly different from what we have in circulation. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that the current drugs are not sensitive. The only scenario where we had uh, the vaccines that is not sensitive for it is what happened in South Africa, mm-hmm. when the most predominant strain in that country, well, uh, the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine was not effective against it. Mm-hmm. But that is not the predominant strain that we have mm-hmm. in Nigeria. Okay. But many people mistook it to say that how will nigeria go and this vaccine is no longer effective in south africa why are we mm. not using it but their own strain is not responding to that vaccine but the strain that we have in nigeria is still responding to that vaccine so that is the reason that we need to quickly protect our people as soon as possible before mm. uh, no vaccine is no longer sensitive against the virus you
0: just said we should protect our people we got four million are to divide it into two, two into two uh, what's the way forward? COVAX facility not responding? Or you might have some information. In fact, I'm sure you should have some information either. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, we, uh, we can look at these, uh, uh these, uh, when we look at, we cannot afford to be vaccine assistant. Okay. Because, uh, we cannot, uh, we don't have more choice. Much choice available to us, and um, but we need. We are all aiming towards the same goal to mm. protect our people. Covax uh, facility, even though yeah, there is still problem in India, but India is gradually getting the, the pandemic in control. And uh, about two weeks ago, it was able to release new doses for countries like Rwanda, and I think there was another two African countries, Burkina Faso. Yes, mm. they got th- hundreds of thousands of doses. So gradually things are opening up. Then just last week. The WHO also granted emergency approval use uh, to a vaccine that was produced in China. Uh, and that vaccine, the reason why this is important is that it's a single-dose vaccine and uh, it's stable at room temperature. And so, uh, as the vaccine, uh, so we expect the vaccine market space to expand, more vaccines to become available. And when more vaccines are available, then it becomes much more easier for African countries uh, to access to it. And we, even though we are complaining that Africans are not accessing vaccines, we are still not looking at it from the positive perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me give you an instance. There is this particular disease that is called uh, the cervical cancer. Okay. There is a vaccine for cervical cancer oh. and it um, Yes, and it got. It did not become available in African countries. More, it only became available in African countries more than 10 years wow. that other countries have been able to get it. Mm. But we are in a scenario where we are also still talking about vaccinating our people just a few months after the rest of the world is making these things available. And we expect that this great news would also motivate African countries to invest more in local capacity development so that we are no longer relying on the rest of the world for our mm. vaccine and we also expect that as more, there are several other vaccines that are still in the pipeline, mm-hmm. that they are still grad, their results are becoming available. They'll become more cheaper for African countries to assess, and they become more realistic for them to work in our, in our countries.
0: Can we talk about the tyranny of the elite? Um, deploying OSINT again, I discovered that, I mean, probably Nigeria would have been at least free from COVID-19 if we had managed our airspace, managed, you know, entry and exit from our borders early enough.
1: Yeah, that was. Um, but we really did well. I okay. I will not I will not completely shut down airspace. Mm. Uh, for instance, uh, the sh- the travel restrictions, small travel restrictions, affected a lot of ecosystems. Mm. Yes, we can. Uh, we can. We can say that our people did not take uh, the vaccine. Sorry, the public health measures that they had to take to protect themselves. Mm. Many people did not take it seriously because we also have some uh, some people that are still not believing that the. Vaccines will happen. I remember in your state. Yes, I remember in your state uh when uh they said nobody should be moving, a major political party still had a major rally right. that went viral on social elections media.
0: Elections even held elections still Nigeria held. So uh,
1: yes, but uh, we are now seeing the implications of this. India is where they had today because mm. they did not take some public measures. Mm. Uh there was a presidential election that happened in India mm-hmm. before the pandemic escalated, and there is always this apathy that we've been, and you understand, people have been protecting themselves for a long period that they are becoming weary, they are becoming tired. Mm-hmm. And that's why we always expect that as we are accelerating vaccine access, we are still ensuring that we encourage our people mm-hmm. to continue to take these measures seriously. When the vaccines are, be- are available, make sure you take them. And when, you, even if you cannot uh, access them for now, still protect yourself, boost your immune system, eat very good food, mm-hmm. uh, wash your hands, very well, and uh, do everything you can to really protect yourself and your siblings. I'll bring Mrs. Oluatoi um, back into the conversation.
0: The die is cast. COVID has come. There's nothing we can do right now. Some families are in turmoil. You have advice for families going through certain challenges, whether COVID or not COVID related?
2: Yeah, I'm glad you said COVID or not COVID related because, like I said, COVID is just um, one name for many challenges True. that families are facing and it's because it came sudden mm. and there are so many other things that can come sudden on a family also that will throw you into crisis. So um, one thing I will say is speak out. Mm. When you bottle up your emotions just like water you see, they, they say you cannot stop water it will always find a way to come out. Now, so when you bottle up emotions, when it will eventually come out, hmm. <laughs> we've heard of people that did the unbelievable. And they were said to be quiet people. Hmm. So it wasn't expected of them. But it erupted because they had piled up so much. Wow. So what I will say is, speak up, speak out. Hmm. And I'll quickly say this. Um, we, This is Africa. <laughs> and this is Nigeria. We are used to this saying don't 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 involve the third party Mm. i think we need to begin to spend some time
0: on this third party thing
2: yes we need to begin to define that because in the name of not involving third parties Mm. people keep their problems within their home Mm. when you keep it within your within your home then it means the two of you are walking through it together you are not fighting each other Mm. so that is still safe okay Like I said initially, you are likely to let it out on the person next to you. Mm. But if you see yourself, like someone once said that um, relationships, issues will go. But relationships must be maintained. Mm. The issue you had yesterday has gone today. But if you had destroyed relationship, it's gone forever. And Mm. it's going to hurt you for life. So that's one. If you're skipping it within your family, it means you both are working through it together. Mm. But if it's getting beyond the two of you, please look for a trusted confidant mm. and that's why I said it's easier the Barnabas mission for example we are a counseling outfit we don't know you mm. so when you come in your case is confidential you're safe with us so if you say a thought participant, let's begin to define it It's making a lot of people not speak out and then by the time we eventually hear about the case it's beyond control already mm. A lot of people wear the same attire. A lot of people come out and then they smile because it's in the days of branding and packaging. True. So people look beautiful, they are smiling, but they are dying. Wow. And then the next thing you hear of bad news. We don't need to allow it get to that. Speak up, speak out, please.
0: Wow. COVID 19, uh, COVID 19, COVID 19. There's this, they say we should maintain clinical measures uh, of course parties are back uh, yeah ceremonies every weekend
1: what can we do to ensure that we don't fall prey to this virus um uh thank you for that question uh one thing that i think uh, is uh, obvious regarding Uh, the measures to protect uh, yourself against COVID-19 vaccine, COVID-19 pandemic itself, is uh, you cannot uh, take anything for granted. Uh, I don't think there's anybody that does not know that washing your hands uh, is very, very important. Mm. So I don't think uh, after one year of (laughs) COVID-19, you will still be putting your hands everywhere Mm. without being conscious about the need for hand hygiene and um so wash your hands every opportunity that i have mm. anywhere i come to that i see an sanitizer unscient- material equipment i make use of it uh let it become part of you um then uh you don't have to be everywhere you don't have to go. People are gathering, You don't have to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to attend every event. And uh, so, always have like this. The safest events for now are the ones that are done outdoors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so if you're there trying to organize an event, and um, outdoors are safer for COVID-19 compared with uh, indoor events. Then another thing that you should also um, take cognizance of is boost your immune system. Eat mm-hmm. good food, uh, yeah. so that even if you contact it, your body still has a fighting chance. It's, it's not like you be loading alcohol, cigarettes, <laughs> and all those things. Eat, so good, eat good food, food not and, junk. Yes, live good lives. Boost your immune system. Thank you.
0: Paul Adevoort is a scientist and mm-hmm. health journalist. Uh, thank you so much for coming.
1: I'm glad to be here. Thank
0: you. And of course, Mrs. Oluwato Nyadyeigbe, the Barnabas Mission. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. And that's it on the program for this week. Till next week, come your way again. I am Oladayo. Our world is what we make it.